You're listening to the Astro Backyard Podcast. Capture the night sky. This podcast was brought to you by APT, Astrophotography Tool. Hi everyone and welcome to the Astro Backyard Podcast. My name is Trevor Jones from astrobackyard.com. And my name is Steve Malia from Ontario Telescopes and Accessories. So today we are going to talk polar alignment, and it's one of those things that uh, it can be a pain, it can be a little daunting at first when you're getting started. Uh, there's a lot of information, some good, some bad on the subject online, but at the end of the day, it's pretty simple, and it's very, very important, especially for astrophotography. Uh, so there's a number of ways of going about it. I've talked about a few in the past. Um, and I guess I'll start off with the first way I learned how to do it, and that was on an old Celestron CG5 mount. Uh, and that one didn't actually have a polar finder scope, so um, I think I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. The, the basics of polar alignment is you want to align the axis of your mount, uh, the declination axis, with the, uh, or is it right ascension, Steve? I think it's right ascension. Right ascension, yes, yep. it's moving right ascension yep. Yep. with with Polaris, the North Star, so that the sky turns on the the same your your telescope mount turns on the same axis as the sky is moving to compensate for the rotation of the Earth. That's right. <laughs> good. Okay, right. so we're good there. And uh, so well, well, I I just want to point out um, in about well in several thousand years or about twelve thousand years. We won't be using Polaris anymore. That's right. The pole star will shift. Yeah, we're going to be using Vega. But that, we, we, we have time. We're okay. We have, yeah, we've got a few years before that happens. Yeah. And, so, and one thing, Trevor, I forgot to, I wanted to jump in. I'm really sorry. That this mainly applies to, or actually it all applies to um, equatorial mounts. So if you have an Alt-Az mount, uh, you won't be polar aligning. And you won't be taking astrophotography images either. No, that again to video astronomy. We'll talk about that another time. Okay, so we know now we've covered what polar alignment is. So with that old going back with that old Celestron mount, there was no polar finder scope built in, and a polar finder scope is something you look through and you can confirm the position of Polaris to confirm that you are in fact polar aligned. Um, the the North Star Polaris isn't directly uh, isn't true north but it, it does spin in a little circle around uh, true north. So that, that little position of Polaris will change each night, um, and getting that exact position is, is the key to being polar aligned. So without a polar, uh, polar finder scope, you won't be able to know that exact position. You can get roughly aligned with Polaris, but you won't have that exact position. So the Celestron CG5 had um, a feature called all-star polar alignment and what you would do with that is you would roughly polar align like I said so I'd be pointing north and then you would it would slew to a bright star and it would tell you to um, on the on the hand controller it would say okay now move the adjustment bolts on the mount to get this star um, to this position and then it would use one more star and again you would adjust the mount and so it's basically using other stars other than Polaris 
to um, get it polar aligned. And uh, yeah, it was a nice feature. I used it. I really got used to it. Uh, when I switched to the uh, the Skywatcher HEQ5, I didn't even I didn't even know what, what I was doing looking through a polar finder scope. I'm like, where's my all star polar alignment? Yeah. So so Trevor, just I, I had a question. It, the Celestron all star polar alignment. You're looking through your scope and at looking at a bright star, and you want to center it in your field of view. Yeah. That, right. So that, I, that's right. So if you if if somebody has a, a Celestron scope, because they still use that feature in that's right, in even yep. their, like the CGXL, which is their, their latest mount, um, uh, having having tools such as an illuminated reticle with a crosshair would probably mm-hmm. be something that you'd want to have to get really really centered. Is yes, that... absolutely. So... And I and I did use one of those. It was uh, I think it was a nine millimeter eyepiece with a with a crosshair. So. Yeah, I mean, you can get it pretty close as a star centered in the eyepiece, but you never know. If you want to get it completely close, you want to have that crosshair to uh, confirm. Okay. And so moving on, the uh, the next way um, I did it was with the Skywatcher HEQ5, which didn't have polar uh, all-star polar alignment, but it did have a polar finder scope. So it had an illuminated reticle in there where you would actually... I would get down and look through the polar finder scope and I could I could see Polaris through there and using either the coordinates uh, that were on the because the mount had GPS on the hand controller or my preferred way using um, a separate app um, I would I would use that to confirm the position and and there's a, a number of apps you can use for that um, just on your on your smartphone I have an Android, and the app I prefer to use is is called Polar Finder. I think it was like three dollars, um, but so it uses your phone's GPS, and then it tells you that exact position of Polaris along that um, along the uh, what's it called the that circle that that's that goes around Polaris. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be a test today. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, it it really doesn't matter, but but you'll you'll see it will show you exactly uh, the view through your polar finder scope and show you that position that you need to uh, you need to adjust them out to, and if you know your latitude, you'll be close anyway because like where where I'm at is 43 degrees north, um, so I mean that axis you're you're pointing pretty much well at it, and you're j- you'll just be moving it more side to side with the uh, with the um, the adjustment bolts on your mount. Um, and I think you had a few more yeah. uh, apps that you, you've used in the past, Steve. So I, I'm a big Ioptron user myself. Um, I really like their mounts. So Ioptron has their own mount, uh, sorry, their own mount, their, their own app uh, for polar alignment, just the Ioptron polar alignment app. And what's nice about Ioptron, well, most manufacturers like this anyways, they use the same reticle throughout all their product offerings. So the app will do the same thing as you were saying with the gps it will tell you it'll know exactly where you are it'll get its time and then it will determine where in the reticle you have to put the the pole star um and it works for both north and southern hemispheres as well so uh, all our listeners that are south of the equator um uh, you'll, you'll be polar aligning off of a different star but it these apps will do both north and southern hemisphere um 
The other app that I use is called Polar Scope Align, and these are Apple uh, iPhone apps. I really mm-hmm. like this app because it has a number of tools in it, um, including re- uh, reticles for different types of mounts. So it has a reticle for Ioptron, Takahashi, Astrophysics, Lost Mandy, uh, Mead and Celestron, uh, Skywatcher. Um, you can pull our line off of a Telrad. Uh, in a finder scope, um, uh, but that's a really rough polar alignment. So it, it, that's a pretty uh, good app as well. That one's free, mm-hmm. uh, but there is a paid version. It's a it's a couple of bucks. I think it's worth it. Um, the guy who writes it updates it regularly, and and for a couple of dollars, the amount of use you get out of it, I think it's definitely worth the money. Awesome. And then. Um... Then there's the uh, polar alignment method in SharpCap, which uh, I've actually made a video about in the past. Uh, and that's a great way to fine-tune your polar alignment. And that uses the image through your camera. Uh, and then using that feature of SharpCap, it actually will tell you how far off um, of, of, of a perfect polar alignment you are. And you can fine-tune uh, your polar alignment that way. Uh, it doesn't take very long uh, if you have SharpCap. Uh, it's a built-in feature, and uh, yeah, I know a lot of guys that uh, swear by that. Yeah, no, that that's a fantastic tool to use. I use it on my mount, which does not have a polar scope. Right. And it just, it, you take an image, turn it 90 degrees to the right, take another image, and it does it all automatically. And, um, well, except for the moving to the left and right, you have to do that yourself. Mm-hmm. And... It'll just, tell, like I said, tell you which direction you have to move the mount, up, down, left, right. And uh, you have to line up that star with the with the uh, indicator on the screen. Um, and away you go. And SharpCap is a free software as well. So if you have a guide scope, you have everything you need to get polar aligned. And if you buy or bought an Altair camera this year, you get SharpCap Pro for free. So it's... It, Plus all those features. And, and we were talking about plate solving on another episode. Mm-hmm. SharpCap now supports plate solving, so you can even do your overall alignment with it. I think it's a fantastic tool. Um, and then for the guys that want to streamline the whole process, if they don't mind paying a few bucks, there is the Polemaster device. And uh, I have never used one. I, I think you have, Steve. I know you've sold a few. And then I've only heard amazing things about those. Yeah, the Polemasters are fantastic. Um, the original design and it, well, the intent of it was to put this camera on top of your polar scope, uh, dust cap. So there's all kinds of adapters that exist, right? And that puts it right in line with the axis of your, of your scope, of your mount. Yep. Uh, you know, operates in a, in a very basic principle. It takes a picture of the, of the night sky. It's a very, uh, has a camera with a very high sensitivity, so you get a lot, you actually get a lot of detail. I had a customer told me he was able to see the bubble in it. No way. Yeah, um, but you need to have a really dark sky for that. Sure. So it takes a picture, and it's looking for Polaris, and there's three stars. They look like a triangle. So that's how it identifies that that's Polaris. Again, it's plate solving. And then yeah. You ro- and then you have to select a star, and you have to rotate. But 30 degrees. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, 60 degrees. You rotate about 60 degrees. It takes another picture and just asks you to confirm that that star that you selected 
is still the, is the star that you selected because it'll highlight it. And then you have to rotate again. And what you're doing, is, what it's doing is looking at the rotation to make sure that your um, level and uh, and such. And then it will tell you what, it'll tell you where Polaris is and then it'll give it another uh, crosshair indicator. Again, you have to adjust your mount just like we're seeing a sharp cap. And you move yeah. Polaris to that to that crosshair. Um, and what's nice about it is that it's a live view and you can put a magnifier over uh, the star and you can get right, very, very precise. Um, like I said, it's a few bucks. Uh, it's about $400 Canadian uh, with uh, with an adapter uh, for your mount and there's specific adapters for mount. But you can also get some universal adapters. What's interesting is, and I didn't know this until uh, Anthony at ADM explained it to me, you don't have to be right on the axis. And that's why with SharpCap, you can use your finder scope. As long right. as you're within the same rotation of your of your mount, like everything's moving together, uh, you can polar line without any without any issues. So uh, there's universal adapters you can put on on your scope on on the dovetails and such the accessory dovetails, and uh, put your um, put the pole master on your setup. So yeah, that's a fantastic system. It it it's, it's the million dollar solution really. It it it's simple to use and and the uh, the feedback that I've received on it is just, uh, yeah, I love it. And one of the, the obvious benefits is that, you know, when I'm, I'm getting down on the ground and looking through that polar finder scope, I'm really used to it now, but I understand there's, there's guys that don't want to get down on their knees for 10 minutes looking through a polar finder scope and making yeah. adjustments. A pole master just makes all that so much easier. You're not, you don't have to get down on the ground or anything. Yeah. There's a certain demographic of users that contact me. Tell me exactly. The is gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm not implying anything, but um, uh, yeah, no, that, that's a huge benefit that you don't have to do that, especially if it say it's the middle of winter, but you have that crystal clear sky. Totally. You're surrounded by snow. Um, you don't want to be down in it. Um, yeah, it's an easy decision for those guys that uh, don't mind the cost and just want to make life easier. So, right. I'm sure I'll get I'll get there eventually. Yeah, we'll, we'll work something out. <laughs> um, the the, la the last method that we I wanted to touch on, um, something called drift alignment. And drift alignment is a, um, a, a purist way, I guess is a good way of calling it. Sure. Um, uh, it's been around for a long time. It's the original alignment method. Uh, very similar, actually, to the, uh, well, the all-star polar alignment is based off of drift alignment. Um, Ioptron has something similar as well. They call it bright star polar alignment, where you're using a bright star in the sky, and um, you're basically making adjustments to your mount while it's tracking. But you're making adjustments to the mount so that the star that you're aligning off of, yep. that you've centered on, is not moving. It's always in the center. So this is where you need to have that crosshaired eyepiece. Um, it you know so there's some people that that swear by it and think that's the best way to get a polar alignment and if it works for you fantastic i'm not a fan of it i've never been able to really uh, get it to work well for me uh there is some software out there that will help you with that drift alignment phd i believe has a tool built into it 
mm -hmm. help you with drift alignment. And uh, you can you can get some really good results with it. But now with you know Sharp Cap and and the Pull Master uh, and some of the software that's built into the mounts, drift alignment to me is a thing of the past. Um, and I'm probably going to get some scathing emails on that. The, oh sure. Uh, the other the other thing as well is the uh, well. Yeah, that's about it. That's all I had to say about it. Okay. There you go. There you go. Um, so, so yeah, I, I wanted to mention that. So, obviously, you heard me um, just mumbling along with uh, my methods there. But if you really want to know and dig deeper into this stuff, um, on the Astro Backyard Podcast Facebook page, I'm going to share my full step-by-step -step tutorial on the website that is much more articulate. Uh, as well as my YouTube video where it actually shows me in the backyard getting the whole thing done uh, with some diagrams and uh, talking about leveling and much more in detail uh, in case you couldn't uh, figure the whole thing out from my uh, my rambling at the beginning of the episode there. That's great. Oh, that's excellent information to share. I, I watched the video myself um, a long time ago and I found it very informative and, and helpful. Uh, for well, both the polar alignment and the sharp cap video that you did. Thanks, um, man. So I think anyone else that, if I if I if I understood it in my my simple ways, everybody <laughs> else will <laughs> be able to get it. No, I, I say the it, same thing a lot. It's it's a fantastic video, and and the the instruction there is is uh, invaluable information. So uh, cool. I'm sure anyone who watches it will get get something out of it. A um, couple of really quick things before we wrap it up. I want to say hello to uh, Nordic Sky Photography, and uh, they uh, they they mentioned us in their YouTube uh, uh, video of the uh, 183C in their in their comments. So I just want to say hello back. Uh, it's always good to have a global community um, sharing uh, information to everybody. Um, I think that's important because it's a fantastic hobby and. And best way to learn about it is to learn from others, I think. Um, and you know what, Trevor? I think we need to have a contest. What do you think? I'm down. All right. So I'll let you pick an object in the night sky. Ooh. And then people need to take pictures of it and send it in. Um, the contest will be for a $50 uh, gift certificate. Uh, to be used at ontariotelescope.com. The uh, uh, contest will be open to residents of North America. Um, so, <laughs> uh, if um, well, yeah, to North America, because honestly, the the shipping costs and and the duties and stuff to to ship around the world be that's uh, fair. Uh, a lot more than 50 bucks. So I don't want to seem like I'm trying to gouge someone. So um, so what's a good object, do you think? Okay, I'm now? picking right now? Wow, yeah. okay, yep. put me on the spot. Yep. Well, I do have one in mind. Okay. Uh, it's an excellent object for this time of year. I know I've spent some time on it already, and I've seen a lot of great photos. So I'm thinking M45 Pleiades would be a, a great target. The uh, Sisters. The Seven Sisters, because it's one of those objects where uh, beginners will be all over it, but then the advanced guys will be on it too, um, 
it's it's kind of tough to process. Uh, it's, it's just a beautiful target. There's a lot of reflection nebulosity in there. So I think we could get some great images coming in on uh, M45. Oh, that sounds good. That's a great object. So here's what we're going to do. Get your pictures in. Take your images. Process them. Um, watch Trevor's videos on uh, if you have any uh, questions on how to process. <laughs> and uh, post them on our Facebook page. And all entries, um, we'll give you guys three weeks. So let's say... Uh, November 10th was a Friday. That's the cutoff. Uh, entries by November 10th. Uh, we'll pick the top three and then we'll have a vote. Um, and, uh, the winner of that vote will receive a $50, uh, gift certificate for, uh, OntarioTelescope.com. Um, so let's get those images in. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, we haven't done this before, so we'll see how it works out. Um, and uh, go from there. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yep. All right, everyone. Clear skies. Thanks for listening. Please share with your friends and uh, ask them to subscribe as well to uh, to our podcast. We love putting them out. Um, hope that you're, you enjoy listening to them as well. Well said. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Clear skies. Clear skies. Clear skies.